This is The Playbook. Uh, This person that we're bringing on is one of my favorites. When I first started doing a podcast, she was probably the most gracious for someone that didn't have uh, the stature that we have now. And now it's like everyone found out that Carrie Walsh Jennings was coming on the Game Set Live show with you and me, Rick. And I, I don't have a list. I feel like Santa. So many people are like, oh, my gosh, say hello for me. I love her. Say hello for me. I have a whole list of people. So needless to say, the majority of people that I know, which is a lot, uh, Carrie, they all say hi and send their love and holiday wishes to you. So thank you for joining. Well, please return (laughs) my love and my holiday wishes. If it feels so good to be loved and appreciated, David, you do that. Perhaps better than anyone I know, just the appreciation you lead with. Um, it's pretty remarkable. And you can see it in your eyes. You smile with your whole face. I've missed you, darling. Thanks for having oh, me. And hello, of Rick. Of course. What a joy. And I get to meet you to one of my heroes, a legend as well. I'm sure you know uh, of him. And I'm not sure if you've ever met him. But nobody inspires more children in his sport than Rick Macy. Uh, he is a legend, a phenom maker. And I figured, why not introduce two legends to each other? So Rick Macy, this is a dear friend and a superhero, superstar athlete, of course, U.S. Olympic beach volleyball legend. And I heard she's going to play in the next Olympics, too, uh, which I, I oh, unbelievable. This woman will never quit. She's amazing. Rick Macy, what do you say to Carrie Walsh Jennings? First off, thank you so much for coming on the show. But listen, Dave, we, we have a lot in common. I got to say this at least 25 times a week, I say the word volleyball. Yeah. The tennis serve biomechanically is like a volleyball spike. The leg drive initiates the racket speed or the arm speed. The non-dominant arm tucks in. Okay. So there's a lot of common threads there. And another thing we have in common, I tell all the kids, mainly the younger ones, to hit six feet over the net. And it'll be kind of like rainbow, lollipop, and sunshine. And her nickname's Six <laughs> Feet Sunshine. So we're on a roll here before we even started. So we got a lot in common, even though we just met. Oh, well, thanks for that, Rick. Yeah, I, I love your sport. I love my sport so much. And the parallels in business and life and sport are just, it's ridiculous how everything is so integrated and intertwined. Um, but congrats on all of you done. And I love that you continue to inspire the babes. The babes deserve so much. And um, I'm glad they appreciate you. I've been dying to have you on because we haven't had a conversation in a little while. And the first time I heard kind of a concept of 1440, uh, which is how many minutes uh, are in a day. And I'm a time freak and I've become even more of a time freak in the utilization of time with productivity, accessibility and gratitude in mind. And I really wanted to catch up on how important as we get older um, our perspective of time is and is there a huge aggregate benefit to you as an athlete because you absolutely know how to use time more efficiently, more effectively with statistical success? How has that 1440 strategy really allowed you to stay in the legendary performance status? Unlike Rick and I, we're in the legendary has-been status uh, as far as performance. We're good coaches. We bring the best out of people, but you're still doing it. Uh, How has time been critical in in that role well first of all i never want to be a has-been and i'm not looking at two has-beens you guys are champions now and forever and that's important to say you know i think these words that we say out loud are so important and for me i know 
I know I'll retire someday, but I never want to be a has-been. I never want to be a former. You know, I'm, a, I'm an athlete for life, and I want to live that way in my spirit and the way I show up in my physicality. Um, but to your question, you know, the minutes of the day are just, they're so important. And I really appreciated that smack in the face that I got when I learned that there were only 1,440 minutes in the day because it made me realize that I waste so much time. And as an athlete, as a mother who has limited time with my children because I have a full schedule and I train and I travel, um, the moment is where it's at. I know you guys both know that. Rick, greatness is in the moment, you know? And how do you prepare for greatness to be ready in the moment? You, you take care of all the moments on the way, you know? And so I learned time management in high school when I first set my, my first big goal and dream was to go to Stanford University on a scholarship. And without, you know, being a student first and serving my community and becoming an athlete, like I couldn't, I couldn't do it unless I was aware of time, you know, and not wasting time and showing up on purpose. And I was so blessed to have coaches in basketball and volleyball, my father in baseball growing up who just was like, don't waste a minute. Like you're wasting my time. And that guilt you guys were talking to was really big in my head. You know, you're right. Like, it's not just me. And so I had an early start with focusing on time. And then through college, obviously to get through Stanford, you have to juggle the books and the training and all these things. But now that I'm older, as you mentioned, I'm a mom to three kids. I have my wife and I'm still pursuing greatness on the court. Um, it's not even the minutes of the day. It's just the moment. Like that's just, I know that's where my power is. I know that's where the truth is. I know that's when I'm in dire straits or there's a big point in the line, I know if I can be present fully in the moment, I can handle it and I can dance with it. And so for me, um, I really, I'm done wasting time. COVID has reminded me of that. Life is now, time is now, love now, express yourself now in truth. Um, but I think the moment is the most powerful. And if you can live the most moments on purpose, then your 1440 is taken care of. I hope everybody who's listening, you got to understand this is a three-time gold medalist and you're rare air and the way you're wired that started long ago, but your attitude, the way you look at everything, you know, is why you just keep on going. And what you just said to me is powerful because you can't get time back and you're locked in every minute. And when you look back, you're going to maximize that time. So what Carrie just said, Dave, is gold. Another gold medal. I'll that was a gold it. medal statement right there because I know I love that. I love that. And people should follow the leader. The best way to get smarter is look at people who have been there, done that. And when someone's on Mount Rushmore, okay, I would kind of follow that lead. You know, it's up to the person to pick and choose. But what she just said to me is priceless. And part of that moment, that presence... Uh, is understanding for me, because I study this stuff so much, prioritization. You can't be in the moment unless you have foundational principles, pillars uh, that you can determine not only for what you have planned the day, what's prioritized, what's important, whether it's, you know, competition, development, health and wellness, or entertainment, which are four of your pillars. But once you know what's important to you, it's when life happens that we have the most value in prioritization. And to me, prioritization is the antidote to procrastination and feeling overwhelmed, which are two of the reasons people say they're not in the moment because they procrastinate or they feel overwhelmed. Do you have a mechanism or a strategy for prioritization that allows you to stay in the moment and spend the appropriate amount of time with the appropriate people and the appropriate practices? 
You know, sorry, it's my son's Sundance. He's the next champion. Nice. Um, you know, for me, like my, I love listening to Rick talk because everything's personal with me, right? And there's really not a separation between my career and my family. Like everything is so integrated, you know, and I've done a lot of therapy and a lot of work with performance psychologists. And that's where I learned 1440. And um, basically the recommendation was, Carrie, figure out your priorities. Like what are your three or four buckets that if you can give them each the proper amount of love that you will feel grounded and stable so then you can focus and give everything to your life. And so David, what I've come down to is that my priorities are my faith, my family, and my pursuit of excellence, you know, on the court, off the court. So my career basically. And those are very three very simple plates, right? Faith, family, pursuit, but they're very, very full. And what I've learned is that if I'm ever feeling unable to focus or overwhelmed, I go back to those buckets and I'm like, what am I not paying attention to? You know, there's one bucket that is not being served, you know, and if I can kind of create more prioritize and just focus more on that bucket that's not being served, then I can level set again and then I could be focused. You know what I'm saying? And so for me, I just, I pray for clarity every day. <laughs> Like if I'm clear on what I want and how I want to show up, I can show up with all of myself. But if I'm overwhelmed and I'm trying to fill more buckets than are really my priorities, that's when things get wonky, you know? So I just always go back. My, my mechanism is when I'm feeling off, I check my thoughts Are my thoughts, you know, going in the momentum of where I want to go, or are they in the momentum of the problem, you know, and I kind of course correct there. And then I go to my buckets, Carrie, what are you not serving? Cause you're not serving something you know, and then I just take time, think about it and be like, how can I restructure and architect my days so that I am being mindful so that I am, you know, living true to speed of who I want to be and what I want to accomplish. And it kind of just, you know, kind of flushes out from there. No, I, I, first off, I love that. And David, we've talked about this before. The best conversation you ever have is with yourself. Oh a lot gosh. of times in the mirror, you know, it's that game within a game within a game. And Carrie does that because of how she's wired and how she's had all this success, it's unacceptable to her a lot of things, but she needs to take a deep breath and take a step back and have that conversation with herself. And more people need to do that, but it comes down to what you expect of you. And ever since she was little, you know, she's kind of had that. And like she said, they're all intertwined. Yeah. Well, real quick, yeah. Sorry, sorry, real quick, you know, I, I learn a lot from my children. You know, and just there because they're little mirrors for me and they're they're so, so special and so wise. And my oldest, Joey, um, we're very similar in that we will procrastinate on something that stresses us out. Right. You don't think high performers do that. But usually it's these little things that are like, God, I could literally get it done in two minutes, but I'm putting it off. And then it becomes this mountain of stress. And so to Joey, I'm like, babe, literally take five minutes, be done with it. But he'll wait for two weeks and it becomes last minute and it stresses him out. And I realize that I do this. <laughs> you know, and it drives me crazy. And so it's so cool to have those moments of reckoning, Rick, where you're looking in the mirror being like, Carrie, what is up? Like pull your head out of your tushy, like focus on what you want, what's in your way. And usually the things that are in my way are these little things that I've allowed to build up. And so I just wanted to say that because I think that's what high performers do. I think that's what average, we're all average Joes, you know, that's what we all do. But those little things, if we can kind of clear out our space with that, that frees up so much energy and power to be focused and present if we can just recognize what's in our way, you know, do a little, you know, house cleaning. It's so true. I tell, uh, as I mentor, and I'm blessed to mentor some pretty extraordinary athletes still in the business world, and I talk about competition, and I said, there's one area of competition that's a little different in the business world, and it's not compete 
it's complete because yes. it's those little things that will interfere uh, with your best self and it'll allow you to accelerate in the trajectory that you think you want. Um, and it's really been helpful. I do want to touch on faith though, because, you know, I deal and I've had my own paradigm shift in faith. I tell a story how I even told my mom that I, I didn't believe in God. And my mom said to me, I get choked up thinking about it because it changed my life. She said, Oh no. She said, honey, you, you believe in God more than anyone. I said, no, mom, I, I really don't. I've made everything happen myself. You know, I, I, I came from nothing. I said, you've helped me, but I've done this. And she said, oh, no, you just believe in the wrong God. And so it changed my life because I was a very faithful person. I just had a lot of faith in money and myself. And I didn't realize where the true inspiration came from, something bigger than me that even loved me more than my mom. And how do we communicate something that has so many different stigmas, dogmatic principles, separate thoughts to it, like faith, to help clarify to people that everyone has faith? Let's just put our faith in the, the positive, good behaviors, kindness, and, and other things that make us champions instead of putting faith into the, the wrong gods. Man, I mean, that's a fully loaded question, David. <laughs> you know, like, I you got two I, minutes, you'll be fine. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I talk fast, so we're all right. Um, you know, I grew up Catholic, and my, my spirituality has evolved over time. You know, I don't think there's one religion that's the end all be all. I think largely it's dependent on where you're born and all these things, you know, but I'm grateful for the faith that I have, and I believe I am of the creator. You know, I don't think this universe is on accident. I don't think anything in my life is on accident. I think everything is there to serve me. And I'm able to say that even the most dire of things, right? I've been through a lot of death and suffering and, you know, these things that rock your world. And faith is it's just part of it. And I don't, I don't really know how to articulate how important it is, or I wish people would be open to it, but I think faith is different than religion. You know, I think religion is all man-made. God bless it. It creates structure. It creates community. There's beautiful parts to it. But faith is something different. Faith is something you can't get your hands on. You can't even see it. And that's why it's so powerful. You know, you have to have those moments of reckoning with yourself, those moments of silence where you close your eyes and you feel like you're, there's a bigger picture that you have to trust in. You know, and in my life, in my career, um, through all the challenges I've been through, without faith, I just, I wouldn't have had the resilience. I wouldn't have had, you know, the courage to keep fighting and to say, no, you're wrong. You know, that diagnosis is wrong. I'm going to, you know, have faith in myself, have faith in the way I was created. I, I know I'm born to heal, you know, um, I don't know. I, it's really hard to speak to, but to me, if people can just take out the dogma of it and know that, you know, the, the, to me, like the best expression of, of life and the best gift to all of us is for each of us to embrace who we are uniquely and to show up sincerely every day, false and not. And, you know, I think we were made to do that. And that's our gift to the world. That's our gift back to the God who created us, in my opinion. Um, but we, we each have our own journey coming to faith. You know, but I think if everyone took a moment and, and sat down and kind of realized where they do act in faith, you know, when you if you say a prayer of hope or thanks or you give gratitude, those are all little prayers and in them there's hope and there's faith for better, you know, and we all express faith differently, but it's happening every single day all around us. It's amazing. Rick, I'll let you ask the last question. I got yeah. I heard recently the difference between religion and spirituality. Uh, religious people are afraid of going to hell spiritual people have been to hell and they're afraid to go back. 
interesting. <laughs> no, if I, could, if, I could flip, if I could flip the script and kind of go back in time, when you hurt your shoulder, okay, mm -hmm. back in the day, and you took a negative and turned into positive, and more athletes, especially younger ones that are just kind of on this journey, did you try to look at that and say, I got to get better maybe strategically, I got to get better mentally, so I got to understand uh, the volleyball, the, the court a little better. Do I got to read and react better? You know, because a lot of times this is what unique, great athletes do. And did that come, I'm sure that came into your head when you had the shoulder injury. I've had six shoulder surgeries. You know, I was told a couple of times I'd never play again. Like, you know, I've, I've been through it. Every top athlete's been through that. Every time I got hurt, Rick and David, my mom would look at me. I'd be bawling. She'd be, she'd be like, babe, this is going to make you so good. And it's 100%. Oh, I, love I love you. She goes to church every day. She listens to Rosa every day. She's the most faithful. faithful Give me an address. Have. I'm sending her a hoodie. I love what she. <laughs> and she meets it. She just and said she to you, it. David. We talked about that. You need someone like that. You need someone like that to get you through things. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you oh, do. You're right on. And if we can, to me, it's like if we can self-source that encouragement, that faith, you know, it's so great to be reinforced by people we are surrounded by, our parents, our mentors, um, and we get to curate those things largely, right? So if you're hanging out with people who don't believe in you, you need to rethink that relationship, you know, but I, I have my, I've been trained by my mother to see every challenge, every devastation in my life as an opportunity to grow. And I am so grateful. It makes me want to cry, David. Like our mothers are so powerful. And she gave me that faith in myself, in my body, in my form, and in, you know, the creator around me to know that I'm taken care of. I just have to show up and do my part and see the opportunity, you know, in the darkness. Blessings and disguises are very real. I agree. And it's so nice to have moms. I know, Rick, you and I all share moms that protected and promoted us at all times. And then to have the faith there's even something bigger than our moms and omniscient, all powerful, all knowing source that even loves us more than our mom. It gives us that idea that the pain, setbacks, failures, and mistakes, especially that come along with being legendary athletes, uh, are just protecting and promoting us as well. And then gives inspiration, as you have, to so many different, from your own family to friends to just an unbelievable community that look up to you and think, wow, if Carrie Walsh Jennings can do it, so can I. We are blessed to have you here. I can't wait to do more with you. I wanted to wish you a happy holiday. Enjoy your family. We love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's mutual, David. And Rick, what a treasure. What a pleasure to meet you. And also, I need one correction. David, I have to qualify for the next Olympics, so it's not a guarantee. And I'm um, debating whether I'm going to make that effort. So any prayers you guys have sent in my way, I will put them to use. But thank you for your love and your support, David. You make me want to be better every day. Oh, you are better. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Unbelievable, you. ladies and gentlemen. Take care. Carrie Walsh Jennings here on Game, Set, and Life.